This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Ahoy, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome aboard the public affairs train. And we are set to uh, push forward with another half hour of excellent public affairs content. My name is Adam Ritz, and joining me on the telephone is Jay Baker. Hi, Jay. How you doing? I am doing great. And yes, the exciting, fast-paced world of public affairs. I wanted to start with a story uh, out of... Uh, Pennsylvania, near Pittsburgh, there was, uh, you know, the weather's just been terrible here lately. If you're in the northern part of the country, some just brutal temperatures. Uh, I know I felt some uh, negative uh, in the the minus zeros wind chills in the past uh, week. Uh, How are you holding up in this weather? Well, like you said, it has taken a sharp turn. We had a very mild early winter, and then it's kind of hit a cold snap. And you're right, it's tough to take. these. This is the kind of weather that reminds us why people move to southern climates. My girlfriend, Melissa, said to me this week, why do we live here? And uh, we started looking <laughs> at property in Florida, uh, property that, that we cannot afford. Uh, so that's why we live here. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the other part of it, isn't it? Uh, so, you know, and I know the temperatures have bounced back. It's it's kind of, uh, it's getting more mild uh, this weekend anyway. So where you're listening right now might be a little more comfortable than it was earlier in the week. But there were some snowstorms. We had some heavy snow in certain parts of the country. And in uh, Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, the high school football team came to the rescue of some people in their neighborhood and shoveled snow for elderly neighbors, disabled neighbors, people that uh, couldn't quite get out and shovel their own snow. The high school football team took care of it, and it was really a cool story that went viral and got national headlines. The head coach, uh, his name is Brian DeLalo, he tweeted out uh, when they got the weather reports. Here was his tweet. Due to expected severe weather, Monday's weightlifting workout has been canceled. Find an elderly or disabled neighbor and shovel their driveway. Do not accept any money. That will be our Monday workout. So that's what he tweeted out to his team. They saw it. They uh, skipped the Monday workout and went and shoveled snow, and they started taking pictures of each other and TikToks and videos and sending them to each other. Hey, I'm over here doing this. Hey, I'm over here doing this. And it kind of went viral from there, and it became a, a national headline. There were national news outlets that covered this story. Did you happen to hear about this? No, I didn't, but I do love the pay-it-forward part of this. Totally pay-it-forward. And a lot of the uh, neighbors that had their driveways shoveled were surprised the kids wouldn't take any payment. And most of them said, well, we're going to pay it forward and either give to a local charity or give to the school or the educational foundation or the football team. So pay-it-forward was a big theme here throughout this story. Uh, And here was a little, uh, the way it ended was uh, Delalo, the head coach, tweeted out uh, after it was over, uh, I must, here was his tweet, I must give any credit for this idea to Jeff Metheny. He was the head football coach at Bethel Park for 25 years before me. We are simply carrying on one of his many great traditions that he established. Thanks, Coach Metheny. So I thought that was cool that, you know, here this head coach 
kind of was being heralded uh, as a, a little semi-hero for having his team do this, and he didn't take the credit for it. He gave the credit to the previous coach, which I think sends an even better message to his team. So there was sort of a little philanthropy within a philanthropy with this story. No, absolutely. That's a great story. So that happened in uh, Bethel Park, Pennsylvania uh, recently. That's near Pittsburgh. And then uh, one more story I wanted to hit on before we get to some of your content is um, Mer- this is happening. This is <laughs> I heard the story and I was like, <laughs> what? And it's happening. There is um, a rash of marijuana poisoning in dogs happening in America. Uh, have you heard I've this heard story? This. Yes, I have. So dog, it's not that dogs are sitting around getting high. Uh, but now that marijuana in a lot of states is legal, there are a lot of dog owners that have legal amounts of marijuana in their house, whether it be uh, a gummy or uh, in a brownie, or I, I don't even know what I'm talking about, to be honest with you, but they have legal amounts in their house and they're, and they don't, you know, there's no kids. So that it's not like they have to hide it, but they forgot right. about Fido. So the dog gets into their stash, if you will, <laughs> and it makes the dog super sick. Um, yes. You have to be very, very careful. So I know we've got a lot of animal lovers listening to the show, and I know the humane societies uh, and animal shelters are a huge uh, philanthropy coast to coast. Uh, in fact, we just did the story last week on the Betty White Challenge and how much money that raised for animal shelters across America. Well, think about your dog. If you're in a state where marijuana is legal and you're of age, uh, you know, hide that stuff. Uh, lock it up. Make sure your dog can't get into it. Uh, it's rarely fatal for your dog. Uh, but dogs are way more sensitive to the THC, and it makes them very, very sick. Um, right. The veterinarians are warning about the, I mentioned brownies. You know, the pot brownies are the double whammy because uh, apparently, apparently the, the chocolate is almost just as bad. Yeah, chocolate is really bad for dogs, and that's why they have a problem around Halloween and Christmas because, as you said, Fido says, oh, look. Something bright and shiny. Ooh, edible. Yeah, yeah edible chocolate. And now, so now yes. you've got to worry about the marijuana and the oh chocolate. Uh, yeah. There's it been is not a good day for your dog if he eats your pot brownies. They, they said uh, here's an incredible percent increase. There was a 765 percent increase in calls uh, to the veterinarian hospitals about marijuana poisoning in the year 2019. So. Of course, when marijuana was illegal across the board, there was less of it uh, accessible to your dog. Yes. Uh, but they say now, if, if, if this does happen, call your vet. Better safe than sorry. Uh, vets will uh, uh, pump their stomach, uh, induce vomiting. They have IVs. They'll actually hook up your dog to an IV to flush out the toxins. Um, but again, it's rarely fatal. Just something to think about if that's uh, your lifestyle and it's legal where you are and you have a dog, uh, maybe just, uh, be a little bit more mindful because you don't want to get your dog sick. No, that's a great point. And we love our dogs here in America. Yes, we do. Um, all right. You're listening to, uh, the Adam Rich show. We are a public affairs show coast to coast, and we're so glad you're on board with us. Our, uh, Twitter is 
at Adam Ritz, and I'm on Instagram at Adam Ritz Show. Uh, and we always welcome the lovely Jay Baker with his public affairs insights. Uh, what do you well, have for I'm us a, this week, Jay? I'm a, I feel like I'm a public affairs guru because I want America to be a better country. And, you know, one of the things that uh, our, our fans say to us is we appreciate the Adam Ritz Show for helping us stay safe and uh our first topic is the fact, and you mentioned Florida, is part of this story. But uh, after two years of trending downwards, shark bites went up slightly in the world last year. I did not know that. I was not aware that shark a- yes. shark attacks or shark bites. How are we categorizing Sharks, this? They categorize this as specifically the bite itself. There were 73 unprovoked and 39 provoked shark bites in the world last year. And they can actually keep pretty good track of this because obviously in the description panel when it says, how did injury occur? It's like it has nothing to do with a ladder or electricity. It's a shark. So, yes, those studies do stand out. And I am not laughing because you and I know there's always a serious side to everything. But I thought to myself, the word unprovoked and provoked sounds kind of interesting. (laughs) Believe it or not, there's a category for provoked shark bites, and it means that the human actually initiated the interaction with the shark and the main cause of provoked shark bites are when divers actually think I should pet the shark. The, uh, Incredible. <laughs> you would think if you were a diver and you had control of your faculties, you might look out your little face mask and say, you know, that looks a lot like a shark. Perhaps I should just let him go. If you're a diver and you want to pet the shark, at least for the rest of us, have a GoPro (laughs) camera on your helmet so we can watch that on Shark Week. (laughs) Please post it on Twitter immediately for our amusement. I mean, for our edification. You know, it's funny Uh, you mention that because right when you said, you know, provoked or unprovoked, I'm like, who is bullying a shark? Who is provoking this? Who's who's walking up to shark? Hey, you. Hey, you. Hey, you. Poking him in the nose. The shark was just in the ocean doing what sharks do. You know, sharks are going to shark. You know what? what Mess around and find out. (laughs) With the shark? No, thank you. Well, the U.S. leads uh, all nations with uh, 43 bites, 28 of which happened in Florida. So if you do end up relocating to Florida, Adam, I caution you to be careful around sharks. The United States leads the world in this uh, statistic. In shark bites, yes. Which is still, uh, the shark uh, people will say that... uh, that, that you still have a higher chance of uh, you know being struck by lightning than being bit by a shark. Well, that's funny you said that. Uh, it still remains when you compare the amount of shark bites to the number of people in an ocean in any given year, it still is a uh, it's an anomaly, meaning it's uh, pretty low. But they did say there was an increase this year. So it does stand to reason you want to be a little bit more careful. There were six shark bites in Hawaii compared and contrasted 
to Florida, so you're more likely in Florida to uh, interact with Mr. Shark. It's a needle in the haystack. It's an unprovoked shark bite in the ocean. Yes, and we've always said when we do any shark stories to always listen to the song Mac the Knife. That's the one that will tell you. When the shark bites. Uh, to be careful right. when the shark bites, yeah. Uh, scientists say, here's another weird uh, little phenomena. Lightning may have been reduced by pandemic lockdowns. They say less air pollution created less lightning. Uh, that's fascinating. That is crazy. Well, it is crazy. And, you know, lightning is very dangerous. You know, uh, obviously it's great to look at, but we've really been pleased that a number of people are taking lightning very seriously. As you know, many sporting events, if there's any kind of visible lightning, they actually will clear the stands. I I did not know that pollution contributed to the likelihood of lightning happening. Apparently it does. it does. So they said uh, slightly less, uh, that probably the lightning number will go back up just a little bit. I thought of you the whole time I researched this story, Adam. I think you're either going to be amused, but it's a snapshot of how uh, we live here in America. But more adults are living alone, according to the Census Bureau. That's That uh, makes sense. Yes. Living with a spouse... Uh, was at the 52% mark. It dropped down to only 50% over the last 10 years. Uh, 37 million adults, 18 and over, live alone, and that's up from 33 million in 2011. So more adults are living by themselves. And in 1960, uh, single-person households represented only 13% of all households will now more than 50% of adults uh, represent single-family households. When you go home and your uh, your wife is not there at that moment, mm-hmm. it, you know, you live alone that moment. Yes. What is uh, – I'm, and I'm putting words in your mouth here because I'm assuming you <laughs> love that. Um, it's funny you said that. Yes, I dearly love my wife. Go on. I love it. Uh, my my girlfriend, Melissa, and I, we, we live together, and uh, we just had this conversation because uh, I did some traveling uh, without her, and she was telling me how much she loved being home alone. <laughs> no offense, dear, but thank God you were gone. And uh, yeah, I love being alone. I, don't, I really don't. Uh, I, I don't think I'd prefer living alone for good, hundred uh, percent no. of the time. But having that alone time, what's the, what's the uh, what's the perfect alone time uh, day for for Mr. Jay Baker? What do you do? Well, it it involves a lot of scratching and uh, <laughs> yeah, possibly ordering pizza, you know, and then leaving the box on the floor for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would, without question, I would get the pizza I want that I know she doesn't like. Right. Uh, I would watch uh, a few movies and or television series that I know she wasn't really into. Uh, that may or may not include most of the Star Wars films. Yes. <laughs> um, the Marvel uh, Comics universe awaits. There would be, uh, yeah, couch time. Uh, and when I got up off the couch to go to bed, I would not uh, replace any of the pillows or fold up the blanket. I just leave it a mess. Uh, and when I when I go to bed, this would be key. And I hope she's listening. When I wake up in the morning and make the bed, I'm not putting the 27 pillows back on the bed. 
thankfully there's only about five at my house. You've got five. I found that those are not optional. I've got twenty seven. Twenty seven pillows. Twenty seven wow, pillows. Twenty seven. Yeah. You counted. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and then here is the Adam Ritz fun fact to end all fun facts. This made me think of you. I laughed out loud as I read it as I wrote it down. More than fifty percent of adults age 18 to 24 live in their parental homes, meaning they are still with mom and dad. Yeah, that's uh, that's a, a big number. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, if you said it was even more, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Why would you move out? Why would you? <laughs> if, well, if you've got you that go. place and you've got nobody um, bugging you to move out and uh, marry them, uh, why would you move out of that basement with free heat and free food in the fridge? Yeah, you've worked out a pretty good relationship with your folks. They don't seem to hate you, so why not just stick around? That's so, for yes, sure. that, that is an, an interesting trend, and who knows what it all means. And I guess it's an easy blanket statement to say, well, young people, they just like to stay at home. But the trend is certainly moving in that direction. So thought that was very interesting. And, you know, the more diverse this country gets, there's a lot of uh, cultures on the planet that uh, that's not a, that's not weird. That's not weird no, to, live no. with, to have three or four generations living in the same house. No, you're absolutely correct. And uh, when you watch certain shows, like an example, the culture from India really uh, honors and respects elders and parents. And they'll oftentimes have two or three aunts and uncles. And, you know, it's like uh, so when you watch these HGTV shows, they're buying a big house because they've got a big family. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the military is uh, concerned about uh, the health and wellness of their soldiers, so they're having uh, its own version of the biggest loser starting at a number of military bases on January 31st that will be going for seven weeks, and they're going to give their soldiers financial incentives to lose weight in the same format of the show, The Biggest Loser. Is this uh, is this a show? Is are they going to document this? Well, for I don't a, think they'll. I don't think they're going to make a show okay. because the individual bases offer financial incentives. But you and I know financial incentive is a strong uh, motivator when it comes to getting back in shape. Uh, it, it is. In fact, uh, I start one uh, this Friday. As a matter of fact, I joined a. Uh, transformation challenge at my gym that I work out at. And uh, over eight weeks, the member that loses the most uh, body fat percentage wins $1,000. Wow. That's $1, a significant prize. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, second place is $250 and one month of free membership at the gym. And third place is one month of free membership at the gym. And you know, I just wanted something to kickstart my uh, 2022 uh, health regimen, especially after these holidays. I mean, I'm as guilty as anybody with uh, less activity and more calories. Uh, and you come off of, um, you know, it's not even the trifecta. You've got uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and, and Christmas. There's your trifecta. But then you throw in my birthday that I just had in mid, you know, mid to late January. I've got four really huge events of just 
calories and more calories from <laughs> Halloween candy through my birthday from October to the end of January. So I've got to do something. My pants are a little tight right now. i got to do something. So I signed up for this uh, little transformation challenge, and uh, uh, it's always a good idea. Like the military, or, or we encourage you to get involved somehow with some sort of um, health regiment in a contest form, you know, and let's say I get fourth place or lower. I'm still a winner, Jay. I'm still a you winner are. because my heart you rate's going to get better. My body fat percentage will go down and, uh, and I will be healthier. So I, I'm yeah. all, I haven't even started yet, Jay, and I'm already a winner. Well, see, there you go. And you'll get a participation ribbon no matter what, because that's the new America, my friend. That's the paradigm we're looking at here. If I get fourth place uh, or lower, I'm going to move back in with my parents. That's what I'm going to do. You should. That basement room awaits you. Uh, 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 this is interesting. You know, you've always heard the phrase, it's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. Well, a study of 400 scientific and medical professionals uh, found that they are no better equipped than the average person. So they gave these scientific and medical professionals, literally rocket scientists and brain surgeons, they uh, were given mental tests and compared that to 18,000 other adults. Now, this happened in the United Kingdom, but I'm going to guess that these results would be very similar here to America. So you say to yourself, well, this guy is a rocket scientist. Surely he must be significantly sharper than the 18,000 other just adults picked at random. But they found that everybody has a skill set. So even if you feel like, yeah, I don't have the acumen to become a, a rocket scientist or a brain surgeon, you definitely have a job or life skill that makes you as equipped as any rocket scientist or brain surgeon out there. For certain, I absolutely agree uh, to that, and uh, that everybody's got uh, something to offer and can build on that. I, I, I absolutely believe that. Yeah, and they found, too, that, you know, even if a guy is a renowned, a renowned astrophysicist, his uh, common sense and or mechanical skills, you know, that guy has to call, you know, if his car breaks down, he's not reinventing his car, he's going into a mechanic to have it fixed. Maybe that astrophysicist is the lead guitarist for Queen. I mean, there's some skill sets there. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's absolutely uh, an accurate uh, appraisal of everybody has a skill set. Not everybody can play guitar like Brian May, but you could train yourself to... What what would be what would be a skill? I, I just I guess select a skill. Well, you could um, you could master the Rubik's cube. Well, there you go. There actually I, was a there documentary are, not too long ago. That's still a thing, and yeah. there are people that can do it rapidly. There are so many rocket scientists that can't do a Rubik's cube. By the way, have you ever done Rubik's Cube? Because uh, I, I spent a good five minutes, and it completely and totally buffaloed me. So I stopped. I, I, I cut my losses. Well, I got cocky back in the late 80s when I figured out how to get one side. Okay, one ah. side of the six I could do, and that's as far as I could ever go with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
You know, this is a show that likes to keep people safe, and this is the winter driving season for much of America. In fact, the weekend that this show plays, they say that there could be a fairly significant storm on the East Coast and the northern Atlantic states. So winter driving becomes really an important thing to think about this time of year. The number one tip, and this is from all the people that sort of help you with your driving, including AAA, is that you slow down. Very smart. Uh, Slowing down is probably the number one thing you can do to help your winter driving. Last year, there were 182,000 winter condition driving accidents. That's so many. So many. That's significant. Yeah. So you don't want to be one of the 182,000. You'll be safer for it. And your insurance agent will have a bigger smile on his face Mm -hmm. if you don't get into one of those accidents. They always say you should be able to stop in time for whatever's happening ahead of time. Uh, Where I live, there's this really intriguing bridge that everybody uses to get onto the interstate. Well, the bridge absolutely blocks your view of what's happening traffic-wise in front of you. Uh, I have come across that bridge in perfectly good weather, and all of a sudden, the traffic has stopped. Mm -hmm. So you have to be very aware that conditions can change in a hurry. Uh, And also, be careful of snow plows. Uh, you know, I think people look at the snowplow as a as a big, uh, you know, obstacle in their way or an inconvenience. But uh, snowplow guy, he's pretty busy with what's happening directly in front of him. You should not pull alongside and drive with snowplow guy, though some people do. And then they get in an accident, Adam. Yeah, slow it down. You know, the, the best tip with a snowplow is you see one, uh, just get behind him. Uh, like you're yes. the, like you're the uh, the running back, and they're the uh, yes. they're the pulling guard that's going to clear the way for you. Absolutely, just drive slowly behind. Don't follow too closely, and snow plow guy is going to get you to where you got to go. Now, let's say you're stalled in traffic. You know this happened not too long ago. Did you see that news story where near the greater Washington D.C. area, the interstate traffic had actually come to a halt? And there were many motorists that were out stuck on the road for over 12 hours. Yeah, that's terrible. That's a tough one. So they do say, please stay with your vehicle. And one of the things that when you do stay with your vehicle, be very aware of carbon monoxide. That's the uh, odorless gas that is given off from combustion. And so you want to make sure your tailpipe is clear and that it's not leaking into the car. Yes, if you uh, smell uh, gas, it, it may not be actual gasoline uh, from the last time you filled up. It could be fumes coming from your uh, muffler system, for sure. Yeah, you have to be very careful. And and our good friend Adam has driven a variety of horrendous cars throughout the years. That I have. I'm sure, I'm sure you were very aware and always cracked the windows so that you could avoid killing yourself. Yeah, from carbon monoxide. You know, sometimes uh, on some of those cars, instead of cracking the windows, I had to crack the duct tape <laughs> um, or the, the always... saran wrap. My went my left quarter panel or quarter panel back window was saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> now we haven't chatted about cars for a while. Are do you still are you still driving horrendous cars? I mean, I think it's a quaint habit myself. You know, you'll be happy to know, and Melissa and I were just talking about this, that the car I have now has 
a heater. It has wow. a heater. And the, the my previous car that finally stopped working, uh, it had not had a heater for the last four winters. Wow. And you always wondered why your daughters didn't want you to take them anywhere. No. Nobody wanted me to drive. No, I, nobody. When you saw me come to the radio station uh, in February, <laughs> my face and lips were blue. Uh, and it was quite, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a halfway... Uh, you know, I'm a grown adult. I, I'm adulting, and I'm driving a car with no heat in the winter. Uh, so, but you know, my my philosophy was this car. The price was right. It was paid off. It was zero per month. I'm going to drive it till it stops working, and it took four winters for it to stop working. So now I have a newer car. Um, it has a heater. It has heated seats. It has air conditioning wow. in the summer, Jay. I haven't had air conditioning in the summer for eight summers. That's remarkable. Um, so yeah, I've got uh, I've got some uh, some heat, uh, some flow, some the, the muffler works. I don't smell any fumes, so I'm all safe. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for you quite an upgrade. But uh, the bad news is I, now I have a car payment. Well, that can happen sometimes. Yeah. You, you and several other Americans. Uh, One it, of the things it you- is uh, we got to wrap up here in thirty seconds. One more story. One more quick one. Be sure to check your tires. Your tires are critical. And then here's an oh wow fact. Some tires actually say do not use the tire past six years, irregardless of mileage that your tire could degrade. So I thought that was kind of a cool fun fact. Your tires are what connects you to the roadway. You definitely have to keep those safe and straight for you. All right, Jay, thank you for joining me. And uh, as always, our uh, shows are in podcast form on the website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at Vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit AdamRitzShow.com.